You're listening to the Gordon Damer Show podcast on 98.7 ESPN. Controversy rocks the Gordon Damer Show rewatchable movie bracket. Mistakes were made. Mistakes that I will be the first to say were mine. I will own them. I will not pass the buck. I will not try to point the finger. I will raise my hand as the person responsible for the mistakes. But make no mistake, mistakes were made. And today, I will tell you right off the top, one minute into the show, today will be by far the most polarizing, most controversial edition of the Gordon Damer show that we have ever had. No way around it. And the tournament committee has made a ruling that very well could shake the tournament to its core. Good morning. Welcome in. We're off and running on this Wednesday, April 29th. It is the Gordon Damer Show. It is 98.7 FM, ESPN New York. So much to do on this Wednesday edition. As always, the theme song, a little salute to those on the front lines dealing with everything that we are dealing with right now. Obviously, the doctors, the nurses, the medical personnel, the EMTs, the police officers, but not just them. All of those people that are up at this hour, 5 a.m. in the morning, out there doing your job so we can kind of do what's necessary right now for the most of us to stay home, to flatten the curve, the truck drivers, the delivery guys, the postal workers, the cooks, the restaurant workers, all of you, we salute you. But lots to do on this Wednesday edition, including today's entry to decide the rewatchable movie bracket. But before we get to that, we have to get to the sports. And you obviously can get involved. 1-800-919-ESPN. That's the number you know. Of course, never canceled, never postponed. I am on Twitter. I am on Instagram, at Gordon Dammer. But let's start with the the sports. And I guess that would mean we start with the baseball, because yesterday, USA Today's Bob Nightingale story that MLB considering this plan to save the 2020 season. And the first thing I saw was this radical plan to save the 2020 season. That was the adjective used, radical. And basically what it would be is they would create three 10-team divisions and split the teams up basically regionally. And it would realign the divisions based on location so it would have everybody uh, able to play in their home stadiums. Now, what the benefits of it in terms of the plan Travel would be reduced. You wouldn't have teams on the East Coast flying all the way to the West Coast. The stands would still be empty. It would still be, obviously, based on the approval of the medical experts, right? You couldn't do it right this second. You'd need to ramp up testing before it's really realistic. And the current travel restrictions would need to be relaxed. And it would, at least as a way of, you know, kind of advancing what the the last plan that was floated out there was, you know, you're not going to have players sequestered in in Arizona or Arizona and Florida for months at a time away from their family. So I think that's good. And yesterday I said, look, I'm going to hope for the best, but in the back of my mind, I'm going to kind of expect the worst. So if you float me a plan that says there's going to be three 10 team divisions for the year. Okay. Yeah. Okay. If you float me a plan that puts all the teams in certain cities so they can play. Okay, that's good. Yeah. You could put put a, a plan together that uh, that the teams play under the dome, like that CBS show, Under the Dome, from a couple of years ago. Oh, okay, fine. I-, I want baseball. 
I, I want it in any way, shape, or form, any condition. If it's 60 games, if it's 100 games, if it's 50 games. Like, look, I think you need to have in a perfect world, or not a perfect world, obviously, but in any world, 80 games to make it a, you know, kind of a, a fair barometer of the season. But at this point, I'm walking through the desert and I'm starving. So whatever you give me to eat, I'm going to take. So if it's with fans, without fans, whatever conditions you want, I'm on board. Now, I'm not going to run down the plan, I'm sure, which is it seems like right now, anytime you float any idea out there about anything, the first thing that happens now is, well, no, you can't do that because, it, you know, everybody's an expert on everything. As soon as you float any idea, well, you know, even if you're just thinking out loud sometimes, well, what about this? Oh, you're an idiot. You know, so I'm, I'm going to give baseball credit for trying, continuing to try to think outside the box, which is not generally something that baseball does all that well. I will say that this plan does seem somewhat more realistic, right? You're not going to have players sequestered away from their families for months at a time to play the baseball season. I don't feel like they've floated anything out there so far that is a step back. Like each of these ideas, and that's all they are, is they're considering these ideas. It's not a, it's not really a plan. It's not anything that's been put in place. It's just something that they're kind of floating out there to see the general reaction. And I think the general reaction to this plan is going to probably be similar to the flotation of the other plans that have been out there. Baseball fans are going to want baseball. There's going to be a certain segment of people that are just going to, you know, crap on it no matter what it is because of the way the world is right now. Um, but it certainly seems more realistic than the previous plans. It doesn't seem like a step backwards in terms of desperation of just trying to put something together. Hey, we'll play 10 games and that will just, it's not anything like that. And my qualms about it are not really about the plan, which sounds fine. Although I don't really see what the, it really solves. I think it's more realistic in terms of having, you know, the people, uh, playing in their home stadiums, even without fans, rather than everybody going to Arizona. But it almost seems like this is a way to cut down on travel, which I don't really know if that's the main concern, is it? Right? Like the main concern is still about test. It's still things that are outside of baseball's control. So I don't know how much this really fix the, fixes the issues that baseball would have to kind of get the season up and running. But my, you know, my qualms about the plans are fine. They sound fine. It's more about the issues at hand that uh, the things required before the plan even matters, right? The testing getting ramped up, quicker test results. What's the situation going to be like in I don't know whenever they plan on doing this, the end of Ju- uh, end of June, beginning of July? Is the situation going to be more under control then than it is now? I don't know really that there's any way to know. You might be able to project, maybe, but that's all it is is a projection. So plenty of talk about the what the plan is, but to me always the key words are the discussion, you know, proposal, ideas. Nothing's been set in stone. Nothing even has been set in motion. It's not like baseball is even going to vote on this. It's just something that's being under consideration. And unfortunately for baseball, for all of us, the clock is ticking. Doesn't feel like the clock is ticking. It feels like every day is the same as the day before, but the clock is ticking on baseball. So the fact that the word radical plan um, to me, that, that that word being used concerns me, and maybe I should be concerned just because of the state of the world, but radical plan to save the season makes me sense that, you know what, the, the, the fact that, uh, you know, Jeff Passan coming out uh, yesterday and saying there will be baseball, I, I want to cling to that. 
But, uh, you know, the next day you get new. It's almost like you take one step forward and you take one step back. So, And for the just the cancel the season crowd, you know, that's all easy to say when you don't have anything invested in it at all. Never mind people who have, like players, who have millions of dollars invested on the line to play the season. Or for the owners, I would think multiple million, you know, maybe billions of dollars on for the sport, billions of dollars is on the line. So, you know, the owners want to play. You know, the players, I'm not saying all of them. I'm sure there will be some that don't want to, but I think largely the players would want them to play. I'm not saying everyone, but I think the country wants them to play. And I think most people kind of need them to play. Not need in terms of what is a real need, but, you know, people do need to feel a little sense of normalcy. And I don't think it should be lost that Major League Baseball has to have seen what the NFL draft numbers were. And don't you think what a season of baseball, any season of baseball, would do for the long-term benefit of the game? You know, being the only game in town would certainly boost them. And as we touched on yesterday, it's all well and good. It's not safe. It's all the Look, I get it. And it's not going to be – if baseball does come back, it's not going to be under ideal circumstances. But the reason why it's still out there as a possibility is because of the incentives involved. And there are major incentives involved for the owners, for the players. And I'm not saying that everybody is going to be on the same page. And maybe that ends up shooting it down at the end of the day. But I do think that it's, it's, you can't just say, hey, cancel the season because of the amount of people that have things riding on this. And if you're somebody who doesn't have anything riding on it, it's all well and good to say, ah, it doesn't matter. Just cancel it. Forget it already. See, I told you it was going to be canceled. You know, it's easy to sit there and just shoot down everything. Now, if you have a small business trying to get the word out, you're still serving the community, let us know. We've had over 350 Local businesses reach out, and we're still sharing their messages. All you have to do, very easy, send an email to 987ESPN at gmail.com. Let us know your story. We'll pass the word along to our listeners. Again, that is 987ESPN at gmail.com. Like, this is one of my favorites, stuffed grass-fed burgers located 150 Valley Road, Montclair, they, Montclair, New Jersey, I think most people know that. Uh, they serve stuffed cheeseburgers. I, I don't really think I need to tell you anything else. They're stuffed cheeseburgers. They use 100% grass-fed beef. They were named Best Burger in New Jersey. They're open for pickup. 12 noon, 7.30 p.m. every day. The number to place an order, 973-893-5805. Or you can download their app, by texting STUFFED to 33733. And uh, for the guy who apparently likes nothing, I hate every. oh, he hates every. I absolutely love stuffed grass-fed burgers. They are sensational. I've had them. So if you're in, you know, that general area of uh, Jersey, certainly take them up 12 p.m. to 7.30 every single day. All right, 1-800-919-ESPN is the phone number, 1-800-919-3776. Um, Reminder, a couple things today. A, coming up uh, 9-10 this morning, Golik and Wingo, Jeff Passan is going to be on with them. So I'm sure he'll have some thoughts on that report from USA Today yesterday about this uh, plan, three 10-team divisions and all that type of stuff. Uh, Field Yates going to be on with Rick, Chris, and Dave, 10-30 for more draft reaction. 
Uh, I mean, maybe it's just because of the situation and you're just starving for sports. I I feel like I am so in on this draft. And it's not even that, you know, my team, Dolphins, had a ton of picks. And it's not even like I liked most of the picks. So, um, but I'm still, I'm I'm reading draft reaction everywhere. And I think it, again, it might be the situation that it is because it's the only game in town. But uh, things about the draft today uh, are about the draft this this year have been uh, absolutely fascinating. And then later today, also, uh, Jersey Governor Phil Murphy going to be on with uh, the Michael K Show, 5 o'clock. So there you go. Um, but the draft, before we get to the poll question today, the draft continues to be fascinating. And, and from the point of view, not Jets-related, not Giants-related, not even my team-related, but the combination of the Eagles selecting Jalen Hurts and the Packers' selection of Jordan Love. And and the fact that people keep trying to – I guess it's because those are the two most controversial decisions, but it feels like people are trying to to draw those as a comparison. Like that somehow those two moves, because they're quarterbacks and because they're surprising, I guess polarizing decisions, that they're somehow the same. And it's just not. Not at all. And the selection by the Packers of Jordan Love – in this draft, which was viewed as this all-time wide receiver draft, and you have this team in Green Bay that was one game away from the Super Bowl with this aging, what is he, 36, 37, Aaron Rodgers, legendary future Hall of Fame quarterback. And not just that they took a quarterback somewhere in the draft, but they moved up in the first round to get him. And Bob McGinn, who writes for The Athletic, uh, I think correctly points out, you know, people drawing this situation to the Favre and Rogers situation. But back then, Favre had been kind of noncommittal about his future. He was not saying, you know, I'm going to play until this date. You know, I'm in for the long haul. He was much more up in the air about things. Rogers has not been. He has said he wants to play until 40. I think he's 36. Maybe he's 37. But either way, that's still... Three more seasons. Rodgers has not been noncommittal about his future. Plus, to draw the comparison to when Rodgers got drafted, Rodgers was someone who was floated as the as a possible, a potential first pick overall. I remember that because the Dolphin, shocking, the Dolphins stunk back then too, and they had the second pick and they took a running back. Turns out that was a mistake. Wow, what a shock! Who could have seen that? So. Rodgers was somebody who was thought to be, at least in the conversation, as the first overall pick. And here he is falling down the draft board. And back then, the Packers rightly saw an opportunity and jumped. That is not this with Jordan Love. Maybe somebody else would have taken him in the first round. But um it really does seem like an absolute reach of a pick at a position you should not be reaching at. And it just seems like a complete and total mistake. Now, McGinn also, I don't know, maybe he is not a big Rodgers fan. He says that Rodgers is coming off two pedestrian seasons and needs to step up his game. Well, look, he's not thrown for 40 touchdowns the last couple of years, but, I mean, he still had very effective seasons, and Aaron Rodgers has not been the reason why the Packers have not uh, made it back to the Super Bowl, or not the primary reason. So, uh He's saying, you know, look, in case his his play drops off or I guess in his case, what what McGinn is saying is that Rodgers continues to have, you know, this decline phase. uh, You you get a quarterback 
who can then come? I don't. I don't know what he's floating as the idea. What the, the Jordan Love is now going to come in and replace Aaron Rodgers? Uh, that doesn't seem very realistic unless Rodgers were to get hurt. So I don't really understand what his point is there. But like, if Rodgers' play continue, I mean, falls off, or in, in McGinn's point of view, continues to fall off, uh, this is. I, I don't think they're a talented enough team to win without the ex- exploits of the Hall of Fame quarterback. I, you know, like better or worse. You're kind of sink or swim with Rodgers. So you may as well have pushed all your chips into the middle of the table and gotten them another weapon rather than thinking about the long. I mean, we've seen this before. Now, look, it worked out for the Packers the last time because they were able to get Rodgers and go from Favre to Rodgers. So they've always kind of stayed a contender because they've had the, the great quarterback. But what you really see more times than not with these, you know, playoff contenders, championship level teams, you're better off just trying to squeeze as much out of it and then fall down and then try to come back up rather than trying to adjust on the fly and draft the quarterback when that was not by far your biggest need. It's hard enough to win when you are trying to address needs. Never mind when you're trying to, you know, plan for for 3, you'd have to say 3 years down the road. The Eagles on the other hand did get a wide receiver in the first round. They took the kid from TCU Rager. Um but for them you know the quarterback's long-term health is it's it's a it's a it's a long-term question. It's it's kind of a short-term question, right? Carson Wentz's health is is a short-term question. It seems like every year he's uh he's kind of banged up. Now, I tweeted out at the time that I think that Jalen Hurts is probably going to have a better long-term career than Tua because I don't see Tua as having a very long career considering his injury history where Jalen Hurts, the fact that the, like, it, it's almost like back in the day when, or, or if you see a guy get drafted from Alabama and you don't even know who the guy is, and you're, oh, he's, he, went, he played at Alabama, must be, must be a pretty good pick. Jalen Hurts going, the fact that the Eagles thought enough of Jalen Hurts to get him in the second round makes me think better of Jalen Hurts. And Pro Football Focus, who's not, you know, flawless on everything, they make the argument that this was not just a good pick. This was a fantastic pick because sometimes, you know, obviously the first, the most important t- person on your team is your starting quarterback. The second most important team uh, person on your team is the backup quarterback. So, and also they kind of point out that Marty Morningweg, who was with the Ravens when they took Lamar Jackson and was influential then, was influential here in the Eagles' selection of Hurts. So I actually really like the Hurts pick. I don't understand, like most people, uh, the reason why the Packers would fall so much in love with Jordan Love, where like if, if Rodgers were to have a really bad year, right, like really fall off, which is not what anybody really expects, well, then you're going to have probably a high pick next year and you can find a quarterback next year. Like for them, a team that was in the NFC Championship game, not for long, but they were, they technically played in that game. Um, it seems like a complete miss in terms of, uh, draft resources. All right. It is the Gordon Damer show. It is 98.7 FM, ESPN New York. Now on to the rewatchable movie bracket. Yesterday, we had a major matchup. And at this point, right, you're down to the Elite Eight, almost the Final Four. Two selections already into the Final Four. Two others trying to move on there. All the matchups are going to be big ones. And yesterday, we had the regional final in the action region. Die Hard 
versus Dark Knight. And I think the, 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 the choice to me was clear, but that's not about this. There was a lot of back and forth in the poll question. Originally, when the show was going on yesterday, you heard me talking about how the Dark Knight was leading and how you guys were getting it wrong. And that's, you know, that was one thing that came up yesterday. People um, saying about, oh, my hot takes. Where I'm trying to find the tweet. I can't find it right now. You're Skip Bayless. That's what they said. Yeah. Well, that has been something that has been floated out by Rick, Chris, and Dave because they misconstrued and misunderstood. And look, maybe I use big words. I don't know. But they misconstrued something that I uh, tweeted out. And uh, Rick, who's not really uh, very active on Twitter, Obviously got the information secondhand, but that's beside the point. But I had this tweet yesterday, and I can't find it now, about how I had a hot takes are not just opinions. <laughs> like opinions make up the show, but not every opinion – just because you disagree with an opinion doesn't make it a hot take. The definition of a hot take is a piece of commentary that is – the, the, the primary reason for it is to gain attention. Saying that Die Hard is a perfect movie is not a hot take. There's a reason why it was the number one seed. And the fact that it reimagined the entire action uh, uh, genre is not a hot take. That's a fact. So yesterday the matchup was Die Hard. And uh, Dark Knight. So it was back and forth. Dark Knight was winning early uh, as Golik and Wingo got underway. Die Hard was winning. And then it kind of narrowed. So after Golik and Wingo are done, I do a little teaching, working from home with my, my kids right now, fourth and sixth grade. And I'm much better at fourth grade than sixth. But I, I, I got up from my nap to see, you know, what the tweets are. Take a little nap after that, usually around 10 o'clock. So I got up from my nap yesterday. And one of the tweets was, in my notifications, results final. I said, wait a sec, the results are final. Now, just to let you in a little behind the show, when we have just a, a typical sports poll question, we usually run it through Golik and Wingo, kind of tie the shows together, right? Get the attention of Golik and Wingo and get some more votes. But for the, the rewatchable movie bracket, we have, Brian, you can confirm this, whether or not it's true or not. I have run the poll questions up until the following show. So it comes like right down to the wire. And we have had votes that I can't remember which ones, but have been separated by two and three votes. So each and every poll question has been for 23 hours, right? You know, we, we do it in the show and then it runs throughout the, the, the overnight, throughout the day, throughout the night. And then as the next show starts, we get the results. Brian, am I telling the truth on this? You are telling the truth on this because I always check it too. <laughs> right. 23 hours is how. So I got up yesterday and I realized, oh my goodness, I only made the poll question for five hours. I screwed oh, up. Oh no. How do we fix this? <laughs> all the results, all the other results were on the same playing field, but not this one. So now that I, makes sense why the poll results weren't that high. Like we right, expect. there was only like six hundred votes. You, I mean, you tell Brian again. Tell me if I'm wrong. We've usually been doing well over a thousand votes. Sometimes twelve hundred, thirteen hundred votes. Right. Yep. yep. So I, I said to myself, "Oh my goodness, 
you know, I did that. I made it longer to give, you know, non-show. You know, there's not that many people that are up necessarily at five in the morning. But the rewatchable movie bracket's been such a, a popular thing that people like to vote on it. So I wanted to give, you know, a, a way for non-listeners a chance to vote to boost the poll numbers, but mostly to get the most accurate results, the power of the crowd. So I screwed this up. So I thought to myself yesterday, oh, my geez. How do I fix this? All the results were on the same playing field, but not this one. Do we, is it the type of thing where you just kind of have to accept what you cannot change? Except I can change it, right? I can fix this. Am I expected to live with this injustice? Which, I mean, I'm not, I don't, I don't keep track of injustices, but the first thing that came to mind was the 72 U.S. Olympic basketball team who got screwed by the Russians out of a gold medal. Die Hard getting screwed by Dark Knight, which is not nearly as good. And what the first thing that came to mind, the first statement that came to mind, Gordon, injustice anywhere is a threat to justice anywhere. Everywhere. Is it everywhere or anywhere? I'm not sure. It's injustice affects justice. And the only time most people think of injustice is when it happens to them. I get that. And it's, it's affecting me because to live with this beautiful gift I have given you all and to think it could be destroyed by having the Dark Knight, which is really a movie about the Joker, not really about Batman. Nobody cares about Batman in the movie. It's all about the Joker. Another thing that I said yesterday that is uh, it's not a hot take. Basically, everybody who plays the Joker is is touted. Oh my God, what a performance. Heath Ledger won an Oscar. Joaquin Phoenix won an Oscar. Jack Nicholson did not win an Oscar, but he was nominated for a Golden Globe. Basic everybody except Jared Leto, when they play the Joker, the the guy what was the guy who played the Luke Skywalker? Mark Hamill. He does a um an animated animated version. Yeah. I mean, the amount of awards that guy has won for playing the Joker, it, 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 forget it. It's a long list. So how am I expected to live with this injustice? Well, much like uh, Hugo Claus, who said, I am a person who is unhappy with the way things stand. We cannot accept the world as it is. Each day, we should wake up foaming at the mouth because of the injustice of things. So what do we do? Well... Would an NCAA tournament game result stand if they only played like 15 minutes of the game? Of the game, of course not. So to me, the only fair thing to do is to run it back. We the poll question will be opening momentarily, and the poll question today, the same as the poll question yesterday. There's no other way to do it. You have to have it on a fair and level playing field. So the poll question is now up. You people screwed it up yesterday, although it was not a full poll question, and I get it. It's the only fair thing to do, but it will not be popular. It will stir controversy. It will make some unhappy. But the only thing I'm left with is what is popular is not always right, and what is right is not always popular. So the matchup for today, the rewatchable movie bracket again, the action region regional final, die hard, Dark Knight. Voting is now open. By three, as Bone hits it to deep left. That might 
send the Yankees to the World Series. Boom, a hero in Game 7. All right, the Joe Buck call, of course, 2003 ALCS. The Yankees come back and uh, beat the Red Sox, go on to the World Series. Would have been, I guess still people view it as one of the great home runs in, in Yankee history. The problem is, is that with the Yankee history, like the fact that you didn't win the World Series, right? Like I think it does take some of the bloom off the rose, but of course a great moment in Yankee history for sure. Uh, and Joe Buck with the call. I guess that game was on ESPN last night, so uh, that's why we used it for the moment of inspiration today. It is the Gordon Dammer Show. It is 98.7 FM, ESPN New York, and it looks like some people will uh, need some inspiration today because people are not happy. Why are they not happy? Because justice is happening in the world. Yesterday, our poll question, obviously, rewatchable movie bracket, and the first day back, that was another thing I forgot to mention before. Like, I kind of, I guess I must have zoned out and, you know, just went with what the normal, you know, the normal poll length is, not thinking at the time, wait a second, the the rewatchable movie bracket, we allow that one to run for almost a full 24 hours. So, I, I look, the mistake is mine. Nobody is, I'm not pointing the finger anywhere else. I'm not putting blame anyone else. Um, I'm just saying it's my fault. But the only the only fair thing to do. It's not based on what the result was of the of Dark Knight winning. It's it's what's fair. It's the only thing I can tell you. It's what's fair. So uh, you can vote on the poll question. It's up on Twitter. It's at Gordon Damer. The rewatchable movie bracket action regional final is back on for the proper amount of time. And however this goes, if it does go Dark Knight's way, well, then I will accept the results. I will begrudgingly. I mean, I don't see how you can look at Dark Knight and Die Hard. If both of those are on TV, how anyone would say, I'd rather watch Dark Knight. I mean, the Joker is, is every time somebody plays the Joker, it's like, that's, oh my God, it's so, well, if everybody can do it, with the exception of Jared Leto, granted, how great of a role can it be? All right, let's go to the phones because people aren't happy. 1-800-919-ESPN, 1-800-919-3776. Lewis is in Whippany. Lewis, who has already called me a fraud on Twitter, when Lewis is really the fraud, because what did he do after calling me a fraud on Twitter? He liked his own tweet. Like the yeah. fact that you liked your own tweet shows that the fraud in this conversation is you. <laughs> I don't know if you read the other one. This is going to be literally, if Die Hard wins, it'll be the same thing as the Houston's answers winning. It, 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 you can't do that. Well, I mean, what would you have me do? Live, live with a tainted, uh, matchup? I mean, that, that, you'd have to agree. If all the other matchups, like, when you get into the NCAA tournament, they don't ever have a matchup. All right, these two teams are only going to play the first half. Everybody plays the same length of time, no? Gordon, you have to live with what you did wrong. That is your own fault. Look, I am I am admitting fault. blame. I am admitting fault. Like when the referee, if the referee screws up and the clock doesn't start, does he just say, hey, you know what? The clock didn't start. We'll just live with that result. Or does he go, I say, oh, no, we got to start the clock. Wait a second. Start no, over. No. There's, so many, there's so many instances like any type of game when the refs mess up and they're just like, oh, well, it happened. Like the NBA, the, like, you know, the, the two-minute review. Nobody cares. It still happens. No, 
but this no, but, but, no look people this is something people can't this is major this is big we, we can't just live with uh you know something if all yeah. the other yeah. match was it 65 different matchups if 64 of them are all on the same level how could you i mean as a person are you in favor of injustice Gordon, you know that feeling you get when you're mad and your chest feels heavy because yes. you're so angry? That's what I have right now because you well, are. Well, look, Lewis, Lewis, I am not Lewis. Look, the result, the results yesterday were the Dark Knight were winning. The Dark Knight Knight is winning right now. So there's no reason why the Dark Knight won't continue to win. It's not like I'm saying die. You, right, oh, right. I, I screwed up the result, and I'm moving die hard on. That would be injustice. But well, it's interesting it to know, Lewis, that you are in favor of injustice. What was injustice? It's not even putting Black Panther. What you say, something about Well, look, Lewis, we can't go back to Black Panther. Lewis, thank you very much for the call. I mean, look, we can't go back to. I mean. <laughs> I mean, that's when you've lost the argument, when you change the argument to something completely different. If you want to have an argument about Black Panther being in, maybe Black Panther will be in uh, next year. We'll, we'll do this again next year, assuming that there is a next year. <laughs> I don't want to I don't want to put the cart before the horse. Look, the Dark Knight was winning early yesterday. Die Hard overtook it, I would say, I, I don't know, seven o'clock, eight o'clock hour. When I went to, to bed, it was about 50-50. I don't remember who was, was leading. But then when I woke up, the poll was already over. So there's nothing, there's nothing about, I'm not tilting the results in any way. It's the exact same question as yesterday. And it's not like I'm saying people that voted yesterday can't vote today. It's open to everybody. It's just putting it on a level playing field. That's all. And if you're not in favor of putting it on a level playing field, I would just think that maybe you're a little, you know, concerned about your favorite. That's all I'll say. Let's go back to the phones. John, as they used to say in a movie phone, Ronkonkoma. John and Ronkonkoma. John, what's going on, my man? Hey, how are you? I'm good, Thanks man. Thanks for what's taking up? my call. Uh, you know, it's got to be diehard. Of course. And... You know, but I also believe there's a reason for that. You got your age groups. Yeah. Those of us from 40 to 60 are going to like to die hard because that's what we grew up with. But also because it's better. Oh, absolutely. You know, I, every time it's on TV and I'm flipping through, I stop and watch it. Of course. When great the villains, Black Knight is on, plot, I, blow right, I blow right by it. Yeah, it's, I mean, look, it, it, no, I'm not saying Dark Knight and John, thanks for the call. I'm not saying Dark Knight's a bad movie. I mean, that's another thing. Why do you have to say the Dark Knight is, I'm not saying it's, it's trash. What I'm saying is, is that it really shouldn't be that close of a matchup. Dark Knight is very good, but what you're saying is that Dark Knight is among the greatest movies of all time. And I think that that's a bit of an overreach. I think that's a bit of a stretch. Just because something's not the best of all time doesn't mean that it's garbage. It's very good. I like Die. I like Dark Knight. And I went into Dark Knight expecting the same old action movie. And I remember walking out saying, wow, that was really, that was really refreshing. That was, uh, that was something different. That was good. Now, the, the, the sec, the, the next two were basically the same old thing, but you know, that is what it is. Greg is in East Meadow. Greg, my man. Gordon. Yes. Hey, Gordon. How you doing? Okay. I'm good, man. 
First of all, you make, you're falling into your own trap that you said that people shouldn't fall into. I thought it was not about how good a movie was, but how rewatchable it is. And quite frankly, Dark Knight is not that rewatchable. It really isn't. It's kind of ponderous, actually. And I'm a huge comic book, comic book guy, and Dark okay. Knight is not all that rewatchable. Okay, listen, about the poll results yesterday, you're doing exactly the right thing, because if you would have done the same thing yesterday, except... Die Hard had been ahead, and you said, you know what, I'm going to keep the poll results because I like Die Hard better than I like the Dark Knight. The Dark Knight fans would be showing up with torches and pitchforks. Are they kidding or what? Of course. I mean, look, it's the only fair thing to do. I mean, I don't see how anybody – it would be one thing if I was tilting the results one way or the other. If I was saying, oh, people that voted yesterday, you're not allowed to vote today. Or, you know, some, I don't know, some screwy thing. I'm just rerunning it and running it for the right amount of time. I mean, that's the only thing I can do. I can't, I can't continue yesterday's poll question into today and open up the app and, and change the amount of time. It's already been decided. So I think the only fair thing to do is, uh, is to run it for the, the correct length of time. And yes, Gordon, you, you you did the just move here. So rest assured that you are correct. And I don't think the results will change. By the way, I told you those 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 Dark Knight fans—they're actually they are fanatics. Yeah, uh, it's funny to me. And Greg, thanks for the call. I had one guy yesterday tweet me uh, the the Dark Knight. It's the greatest movie, uh, the greatest superhero, and he spelled Knight N I G T H. Uh, that's not correct. <laughs> It's sad to see so many people that are in favor of injustice. And really, that would be the only thing that you could say. If I were to allow the results of yesterday's rewatchable movie bracket to stand, a matchup which was for, what, a quarter of the time as all the other matchups. Imagine there's an NCAA tournament game. And for some reason, nobody notices that rather than playing the full 40 minutes that they are only going to play seven. And uh, everybody, oh, that game really flew by. Why? What? Oh, wait a second. It's only, uh, we only played seven minutes. Well, that's that's not what we usually play. We shouldn't allow that result to stand. So we have done, I have done, the only fair and justifiable thing that I could do. And that is to cancel out yesterday's result, which obviously doesn't count. And rerun it back. Run it again for the proper amount of time. So in case you're just waking up, it is the Gordon Damer Show. It is 98.7 FM ESPN New York. The rewatchable movie bracket poll question is up for today. And it remains Die Hard versus Dark Knight. Yesterday's poll question only ran for five hours. That's not the the time frame that we use for all the other poll. Every single other poll question has run for 23 hours. That's the case now with this one. We'll get the proper result today. Hopefully the diehard fans uh, come out in force. We wake them up from their slumber. You know, we, you know, get them out to the polls and the Dark Knight fans, uh, you know, they sleep in. They get, they have to have Zoom meetings with their classroom. You know, you know the, the type. 1-800-919-ESPN is the phone number. All right, uh, let's uh, get back to the phone. Sal is in Aberdeen. Sal, what's going on, my man? Hey, Gordo, it's great to have you, Debbie, and Brian back. I was going a little nuts, more normal to be back in my life right now with you guys back on. Thanks, man. Um, uh, you, you, you're absolutely right. You, you, you made a mistake. You're correcting the mistake. Um, and that, that's the only thing you can, you can do. Exactly. Uh, I mean, I, I know where my vote's going. I tweeted to you yesterday that uh, you know what I, what I like. But um, I'm salivating over tomorrow. If it's going to yes. be Starfather and Goodfellas. That's going to be 
that's going to bring the internet down. I think with your votes, I mean, that's going to be insane. That is, look, when we, when I drew up the bracket sound, thanks for the call. You know, I realized, uh, by putting both of those in the drama region, I really couldn't justifiably say that either of those were a wild card. It just didn't seem right, right? Those are both classic all time dramas. There's no way I could have put that, but I knew by doing that, that, uh, that, that, that was the matchup that we we're going to be looking at. Now, luckily, that's the one region where people haven't lost their minds and started voting for all these dopey movies that don't belong in the conversation. I'm not going to name names, but, you know, one of them's involved today. Oh, my goodness. Is this true? It is Omar in Brooklyn. Omar, my friend, how are you? Golden Dave, are you are back. Yes, oh you're back. <laughs> We're back Listen, together. I, I listened to you and Larry. At the time I was driving, so I was busy at the time. But listen, this is normalcy. You coming back, I, it feels like normal. Thank God you guys are back. Does Omar know and, what normal is? Wait a second. I don't know if that's a normal or not. I, this might be abnormal, but go ahead, my friend. Listen, uh, uh, one prediction. Yes. Uh, oh, uh, I want to ask you, I think out of the three major games, I think NBA come first and baseball makes a comeback on July 4th on American Day. I think the tradition goes that way. I think July 4th, the baseball comes back, but the first game coming back, I think NBA playoffs and NHL. Well, look, Omar, and thank you for the call, Omar. It's always good to hear from you, my friend. Stay safe, obviously, uh, but uh, I just can't envision with the amount of things that need to happen for the NBA to be able to get back up and running. I have not been very optimistic about the NBA. I just think the NBA, you know, it's nothing against them. I really like, uh, you know, Adam Silver, and I think in terms of the relationship between players and owners, I think that that one, they would, you know, any obstacles that there would be, they would be more likely to be able to overcome those obstacles. I just think in terms of the timing of it, it kind of makes it impossible. Now, we've, you know, you, you take one step forward where you thought, all right, maybe team facilities are going to open up here when the, the states kind of start to relax their stay at home orders. But already you've seen some pushback on that. So I, I don't know necessarily that, uh, I do not have a lot of high hopes for the NBA. I am continuing to be hopeful that baseball can be back and just, you know, think about how many changes, you know, right now it's like 50 degrees every day. Before too long, it's going to be 80 degrees every day. And unfortunately, with this situation, not to, you know, talk too much about it, when it gets hot out, you know, all the people that are staying at home right now, I think that there is starting to be a little bit of fatigue with it. When it gets hot out, I think people are going to start to blow it off altogether. So uh, I don't know what that means for sports. I hope that baseball is back. I hope that whatever plan they can put together gets it back on the field by July. That would be awesome. But uh, let's keep our fingers crossed. But in terms of the NBA, I do not have high hopes that, that is go- they are going to have a resolution of the season. That's going to do it for today. Please vote on the poll question. It is up on Twitter, especially if you're voting for Die Hard. Please vote on the poll question. It is up on Twitter, at Gordon Damer. We will see you tomorrow with the results. 98.7 FM, ESPN New York. This is the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN.